0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the one game that will define the entire BYU football season. BYU has St. Mary's and Gonzaga and Provo the next
1: nine days in men's hoops. You get one guaranteed win. Which one do you pick?
0: It's an easy answer. And how Sione Takitaki may have just guaranteed he'll get drafted into the NFL. You can thank Reese's. Let's go. This is
2: BYU
0: Sports
1: Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and
0: Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, January 23rd, wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who understands the true pain behind St. Mary's face, Jerem Jordan. Uh, I am.
1: don't know that I do. D- do tell the people.
0: A man who does not quite understand my pain behind St. Mary's face. If you're new to the program. Hi. Once upon a time, yes, hello, we discussed St. Mary's and BYU's struggles, which continue against the Gales, other than last year's West Coast Conference tournament game.
1: Yeah, so BYU's lost six straight regular season games against the Gales, and six of the last seven.
0: While I was pondering... These struggles against the Gales. I had an emotion come out fully on my face on live television. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure that you could replicate it.
0: I don't know that I can be that ugly again. Or do again. you want to? Maybe I could. I don't know. But I'm, I don't know that I've ever been more unattractive in my life.
1: You've been ugly, but never that ugly.
0: <laughs> we called it St. Mary's face. Yeah. Thanks to Jerem Jordan for uh, screenshotting that photo, and putting it out into the webosphere. I'm shocked
1: it's not sitting on our set somewhere. Like, people should take their picture with you with St. Mary's
0: face. I don't know that I can replicate it. Yeah. There was so much disgust and frustration in that moment. Yeah. I I, I don't know. So I'm glad that everybody gets to enjoy that forever now because of your screenshot, my friend.
1: Well, you did it on TV. People saw it.
0: I know, but you're the one that took the screenshot.
1: Yeah. I didn't originate the fire. But Ryan you started just, the fire. You just took
0: a picture of the fire and sent it to everybody else.
1: Yeah. The you, people that didn't, it, it, you just, you created you it. And then the, I just fanned the flames. You took the yeah. billows. Yeah. <laughs> I, I billowed.
0: You billowed that picture out to the webosphere. Yes. The, what,
1: I, I send it first to the dark web and then to the light web. Thanks for doing that. Yeah.
0: hey, I appreciate it. You know who's it.
1: afraid of the dark web? Jason Shepard. He's like, don't even say those words. <laughs>
0: Dark web. Jason, do you have a problem with that? For real? I think he's scared like, that they're going to you say dark like web three times? Invade. Like all of your credit card information is going to get stolen or something? Yeah, like
1: certain numbers in a row or something. Okay. Yeah.
0: Here's today's show lineup. It doesn't feature Jason Shepard's credit card numbers, but it does feature Greg Rebell. It, who knows? It might. He joins us in 15 minutes. The voice of the Cougars on the biggest difference for BYU basketball playing at home and the road statistically speaking and Natasha Marsh from 16th ranked BYU Gymnastics soft spoken but very loud and awesome in her performance on the floor and the bars and the beam and the vault she can do it all she's in 40 minutes to preview this week's in-state matinee rematch with Utah State live on BYU TV this Friday here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines are you paying attention yet BYU's leading tackler Linebacker Sione Takitaki was just added to the Senior Bowl South team roster. Hello! Begins practice today. Takitaki recorded three tackles, including a tackle for loss in last week's East-West Shrine game. The Senior Bowl, a lot of people think is the premier game for all NFL prospects, and probably is. Set for Saturday at 2.30 Eastern on NFL Network. Don't forget Austin Hoyt
1: is also representing BYU in the Senior Bowl as well. Cougar alumnus Andy Reid is the Sporting News NFL Coach of the Year, as voted by his peers in six seasons in Kansas City. Reid is 65-31 and in the regular season. This is Reid's third such honor.
0: BYU hosts St. Mary's tomorrow in the Marriott Center. Yeah. A critical game. Pre-game coverage on BYU Radio starts at 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain. Late tip, 11 Eastern, 9 Mountain. Last night on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, the coach said his team absolutely needs to use that home juju
3: but our offense execution we only scored 62 points in that game and and uh, you know that that's uh, we, we got a lot of good shots what we'll, you consider open shots but they're not the shots that we wanted we're going to be really disciplined and get the shots we want and, and and stay on attack the whole night get to the free throw line get them in foul trouble and we do things that have been pretty consistent for us at home that we have kind of, you know, we haven't been able to duplicate that on the road, and hopefully we can get it done.
0: Rose juxtaposing the performance against San Francisco with the nine wins BYU has on their home floor compared to just one loss in Provo. He also said he expects the injured Jasheer Hardnet to possibly return. Next week, depending on another evaluation later this week, of course, he's dealing with that hand issue.
1: BYU men's track and field moves to ninth in the latest the A poll. Both men and women's track and field have three athletes ranked in the top 30 in their respective events. Women's team moves up eight spots to number 42. All-American Andrea Stapleton Johnson, top-ranked high jumper in the country after breaking her PR last week.
0: Hey, highest ranking for men's track and field in season since 2012.
1: Nice. And oh. we just tweeted out St. Mary's face, so that's awesome. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, I did it to myself. Wow, there it is. I discussed it. I know. It's burned into your head once again. May I want to have a microfiber cloth I can clean my screen <laughs> off with. No? All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, let's just go there right now. Countdown to the U.S. 218 days away, BYU in Utah to kick off the 2019 college football season on a Thursday night at Lavelle Edwards Stadium.
1: How come there's no Utah face? Like, this streak's worse than anything. Oh, I think
0: Bears. you should produce the Utah face because you feel more strongly no, about BYU-Utah. No, I'm just sad, not mad. Okay, so it's the sad face?
1: Like, I'm apathetic at this point as opposed to annoyed.
0: As long as there's no ugly crying, all good. Yeah, get it together at the pulpit. (laughs) 218 days away from Utah BYU. Why are we discussing this again off the top? Why Why not? Because it's the first BYU football game of the 2019 season. Come on, football is king. And we got talking yesterday about swing games for BYU. That conversation transitioned into season-defining games. Jerem, is there a potentially more season-defining game in 2019 than BYU hosting Utah to open up the campaign.
1: No, I I don't think there's another win on there. The past couple of years, there were games that we could debate in this light. LSU, which was scheduled in Houston, moved to New Orleans. Uh, And then last year, it was Wisconsin. But if BYU beats Utah and snaps this streak... It, it defines the season. It, in that, you will look back and go, oh, that was the season this happened. Like, if you can name one thing, that's it. For example, the season definer for BYU men's hoops two years ago was beating Gonzaga. They were number one. I don't remember a whole lot from that season other than that in terms of, like, big wins or whatever. I think BYU beat Utah that year as well, but it just doesn't matter. In this situation, in football, because of the eight-game uh, losing streak, if BYU beats Utah, yeah, at the end of the season we'll say, Hey, BYU beat Utah, and that was the number one moment. That was the season-defining game. Last year, I would say it was Wisconsin, right?
0: Are you okay with this, that it has come to this with Utah?
1: Well, let's think about where Utah fits in the schedule, too. It's not just that they're Utah, and they're you know, a 5-7 and seven team coming in. No, they've won eight uh, in a row. I, I would say they're one of the top four teams on the schedule. They're a good, good team.
0: Oh, without question. Yeah.
1: So it's not like there's some slouch and it's just like you've lo- we've lowered the Utah State level of like, no matter what, I would like when the fans say, if we were 0-11 but we beat Utah and that was our one win, I'd be fine with that. I would not be fine with that. But it, it, if you're talking singular games, yes, this will define the season because of the streak.
0: The highlight moment and because of what has transpired in the last decade. BYU hasn't beaten Utah in 10 years. It's been 10 years. By the time t- we get talk to about game, the 10-year challenge. By the time we get to the game, it'll be almost 10 years anyway. The 10-year challenge. We've yeah. got eight more months of buildup. But, yes, it's going to be a decade. The 10-year challenge for BYU football. I love that we just discovered that. <laughs> yeah, we should post a, a picture of BYU and Andrew George in 2009.
1: Well, it's just a picture of Max Hall in the post game press.
0: <laughs> and then you pick the image that you want for 2019. Yeah. Okay. Actually that one's yet to be determined, right? Yeah. That's to be determined. Maybe maybe no, I don't want to think about it. I hate to put a season all in one game. Like to define an entire season based on one rivalry game that is the first game of the season is a little bit scary because there are fans that feel strongly enough that will say, I don't care. If BYU beats Utah and loses every other game after that, I do not care. That's all that matters.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's a other, another single game that can line up. Listen, if you said you could lose to Utah, but you win the next three, I'd take that right now. Well, like, there are sets of games that could make up for it, for sure. If BYU wins 10 games, but they lost to Utah, I'd take that right now.
0: Oh, be who, fine. That's, be fine the, with me. that's the thing. Yeah, Who wouldn't take that? But there's not that? a single game that would
1: replace that win for me. If I said,
0: hey, you go 10-3, and three, but you lose to Utah, are you okay sign, with that? Sign me up, yep. Who isn't okay with that? And there are people out there that feel that way.
1: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. The next two games for Cougar Hoops are St. Mary's and fourth-ranked Gonzaga, both in the Marriott Center. By the way, the game against St. Mary's Thursday night... Third home game in 43 days. Spencer, would you, ra- <coughs> would you rather beat St. Mary's
0: or Gonzaga? Let me preface my answer with our stat of the day, Jerem. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. The last regular season win over St. Mary's for BYU was 1,084 days ago. Well then. On Stats February 4th. No. No, 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 no. Aaron. Well, Actually, technically speaking, yes, this stat has been for the loser. Oh, no. Okay? In the regular season. Too soon. Got to go all the way back to February 4th, 2016, the last time BYU beat St. Mary's in the regular season. That's six games in a row. And I know it felt amazing to knock those guys out of the West Coast Conference Tournament last yeah!
1: year. Uh-huh. Ron Butler? I did not feel amazing the next night losing by a lot to Gunther. No, but
0: you felt amazing in the moment. Yes. And then I felt really hollow knowing that BYU knocked St. Mary's out of the West Coast Conference Tournament and ultimately kept them out of the NCAA Tournament. It felt hollow
1: for me later, though.
0: In the moment, it was amazing. And the relief was real. For me, I don't want to lose a seventh consecutive game watching BYU fall to St. Mary's in the Marriott Center. Too, Too much. It's too much. If I could... Guarantee one win because of the disdain that I feel for Saint Mary's for several reasons, I would take beating the Gales over Gonzaga for sanity's sake.
1: To me it's Gonzaga. Here's why. Gonzaga's ranked in the top five. This would be this would be a season defining in the spirit of season defining. We would think back and go, hey, listen, this team didn't make the NCAA tournament, but they beat Gonzaga. You want to be swept by St. Mary's again? If, if I had to, yeah, if I had to take one, it's an unranked St. Mary's team. It's not going to really matter except that there's been this six game regular season losing streak, right? And to me, St. Mary's and Utah are not in the same ilk in terms of history and the rivalry and the level. I don't like St. Mary's either. I don't dislike them as much as you. Do you dislike uh, Gonzaga? No, but the, the win would mean a
0: whole lot more oh, for I the know. program. Oh, I know. I know that the win would carry national prominence and put a- BYU and on Sports center yeah. and all of this stuff.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. Beating St. Mary's, that might not even make the local highlights. Who knows?
0: I can't handle St. Mary's coming into Pro Bowl again.
1: I think you and St. Mary's have a thing. And that's winning. Th- that's the thing.
0: Oh, I'm not alone in this. <laughs> I'm not alone in this. Okay? Eric th- Meek's face is part of this, yeah, being punched.
1: I-, I would think if we did a poll, who would you rather beat St. Mary's or Gonzaga, that Gonzaga would win the poll. Let's send
0: it out and see. I would like to see. I would love to see it, too. And I don't care if I'm in the minority. I don't care if I'm in the minority here. Oh, Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't care. I understand. And I'm the guy that typically is blowing the national relevance trumpet. Like, that has been the hill that I will die on, most likely. But when it comes to St. Mary's and Gonzaga, because of what has happened recently, six consecutive regular season games, They've won in the Marriott Center. It's, it's
1: because you disrespect the last two Saint years. Marius. They're on BYU's level, and BYU's lost too much. Right? Is that what it is? What, it's all part do, of it. Why do you like dis- dislike Saint Mary's? It's Marius all part of it. because you they have right, Australia. There right. are
0: rivalry moments, right? <laughs> Brad Waldo's mouthpiece. Yes, the the Dagger. Eric Mika getting punched in the face. BYU spoiling Matthew Delvado's reti- retirement night in Moraga. Amazing. The Big Three last year. That drove every BYU fan crazy.
1: They drove us crazy because they were good. Yes, yeah. yes. We're annoyed. We're annoyed that St. Mary's is a better program than BYU at the moment.
0: St. Mary's. You know, you know
1: what I mean? Like, granted, they haven't gone to the tourney the last two years either, but. And Uh, didn't it feel
0: amazing that BYU was the reason they didn't go to the NCAA tournament last year? It did, but then I felt really hollow like twenty hours later. I understand. I really did.
1: Like it felt good, but then I was like, ugh.
0: But then when the NCAA tournament brackets were announced, you felt good again. I thought this would linger. No, no, no. I didn't
1: want I I think it would have been good for St. Mary's (laughs) to make the tourney. It's bad for it's bad for the league. If only one makes it we look weak. We look weak. (laughs) St. Mary's (laughs) needed to make it. They were twenty eight and five. It was bad. (laughs) It was good that BYU won. It was bad that St. Mary's didn't make the tournament. <laughs> For the league's
0: sake, yes. Yeah. But you've you said several
1: we, times. Sweet, we're playing a one-bid league. Great.
0: No, was, it needs to be a two-bid league. You've said several times that you don't care about what the other teams do as long as BYU's winning. So why all of a sudden do you care that St. Mary's didn't make the BYU tournament? Because BYU wasn't
1: going to be in the NCAA why tournament. Why do you care
0: now that St. Mary's didn't make the tournament? Because
1: BYU looks like it plays in a bad, really bad league when it's a one Oh,
0: league. come on. Do they look like they play in a bad league this year? Uh, it's a one-bid league, or it'll be a two-bid league. It will be a two-bid right. league this but year. That was like we're not talking about this year. We're talking about last <laughs> All right, Jerem, from basketball, now back to football. We talked about Sione Takitaki yesterday, and if we thought he would get drafted after... We talked
1: about him for like three or four days straight.
0: After a great result and experience and performance in the East-West Shrine game, he was named uh, to the All-Shrine team, Uh, according to one prominent football blog. Well, now his prominence has extended himself into a Senior Bowl invite, which is the premier game for guys trying to make it into the National Football League. What does the Senior Bowl invite that we found out about late last night mean for Sione Takitaki?
1: I I think it means he might be drafted now. The fact that he's in the Senior Bowl is a big deal. It is, and I said last week, it is the number one, graduating college players game, okay? Uh, Shrine Ga- Eastway Shrine Game is number two. So the fact that he gets this late ad is like, hey, let's bring you in and see what you can do. Ziggy Ansah, I don't think, was going to be a first-round pick until he went to the Senior Bowl and teams saw him. Saw him in person, saw physically what he could do, got to know him, and then all of a sudden he's the fifth pick. I, I, per- perhaps he sneaks into the first round, but I really think the Senior Bowl can do a lot for a guy. I don't know that this guarantees that Sione will be drafted, but I think his chances of being drafted have skyrocketed from one week ago to now. A week ago, he's in the East-West Shrine game. You know, Suddenly, I thought he had made it already, but it was announced he was in it. I think he was in the NFL PA Bowl scheduled first, but then he switched. Now, a week later, we're talking about East-West Shrine. We're talking about Senior Bowl. I think this is really, really good for Sione Takitaki, and the Fred Warner model is there. A guy that switched from outside to middle, perhaps that's the uh, spot for Takitaki. The
0: invite doesn't guarantee Sione Takitaki a guarantee that he will be drafted. But the fact that he is in front of way more NFL scouts and on display again after a good performance in the East-West Shrine game, that is where he can really boost his stock. And he only has three tackles, one tackles for
1: loss. It's not the game. It's the week.
0: The practices leading yeah, after this, and he'll start practice yeah. today. Yeah, I- I'm leaning now towards Sione getting drafted. I, I didn't. I said yesterday I, I can't say 100 percent he's going to get drafted because of a good performance in the East-West Shrine Game. But now that he's in the Senior Bowl and has another opportunity to practice in front of these guys and perform in the game, and thinking about the guys that have been in the Senior Bowl recently for BYU, majority of those guys drafted:
1: Jamal Williams, Fred Warner. Yep. Corbin Kafusi, Ziggy Ansa. Me, Uh Bronson Kafusi. Corbin would have been in this game had he been healthy, I believe.
0: You play in the Senior Bowl, typically you get drafted. Our question of the day, staying with football, what is the most season-defining possible game outside the Utah opener on the 2019 BYU football schedule? Let's go to Voice of the Nation. This is the Voice of the Nation on BYU Sports Nation. At Blue Falcon 1594. Washington is going to be a big game in my mind. If BYU loses, they need to lose a close game. If BYU gets blown out again, I think it's a major hit to where BYU is trying to establish the program.
1: Uh, BYU will most likely lose the Washington game. It's the fourth game of four Power Fives in a row. Like it's not, You've it's, done
0: this it's, research and well, presented it on the I show. I
1: believe BYU only done this once, uh, and they, they lost that game. Um, four in a row is really hard, or, or Twice. But, yeah, it's, it's tough to play four in a row. The, the most likely win of all those to me is, is week two at Tennessee, but Utah's right there because it's week one and you're healthy. If you're always healthy against Utah this year, well, granted, Utah wasn't healthy either. The
0: attrition played oh, out yeah, for Yeah, Utah's healthy now, and they're really bringing are. back a bunch of stars. Is that yeah. lamb, Kylie, Joe on Instagram,
1: SEC, Tennessee. That would be an awesome win. It really would. And we've never cared how that team fared. Like the Ole Miss win, remember that? That team was 2-10. Like, we were, hey, SEC country, baby. Like, Take it if you can get it. What was the
0: season-defining win for BYU in 2018? 2018? Wisconsin. Or people talking more about the 18-for-18 in the bowl game was Zach Wilson.
1: Well, they're talking about that performance. No one's talking about Western Michigan. Okay. All right. Coming up, what would a win mean for Cougar Hoops tomorrow night?
0: The voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, joins us in studio next. He'll address that. And the biggest difference between the Cougars playing in the Marriott Center and Provo compared to the road. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: There's a deli gnome. Found it. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesdays at 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. Get better acquainted with Cougars past and present as Greg Rebell hosts a weekly hour of in-depth conversation. This week's guests are men's basketball great Fred Roberts, And volleyball All-American Mary Lake tonight, 8 Eastern on the BYU Radio.
0: Live from Studio B, your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play continues. I'm Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Listen to BYUSN On Demand by downloading the BYU Sports Nation podcast. You can always watch the show. Just go to BYUSN.com. Our question of the day, what's the most season-defining possible game outside of the Utah opener on the 2019 BYU football schedule? Nick Newman on Facebook. Tennessee. Sure, they're not great, but can we show what we're made of on the road in a 100,000-plus-seat SEC stadium?
1: Yeah, that'll be a notable win regardless of what Tennessee's record is. It'll be better if they win more, but uh, look, when you snap a 41-game home win streak and beat the sixth-ranked team in the country and that team finishes 7-5, it still feels good. It didn't mean as much in the end, but listen, most of... Uh, how it feels is in the moment. Hey, and don't, that was don't take
0: away the year. bowl game win for Wisconsin. They finished eight and five, Jared.
1: Oh, my bad, eight and five. No, yeah. eight and five is a good team. That's a good team.
0: Trevor it, Maddich, not
1: great, but they were Trevor
0: Maddox of ESPN again told us that he expects Tennessee to be much better than they were this year—a seven or eight win team.
1: <laughs> is, is that much better? I mean, five and oof. eight or whatever. Five and
0: seven. Five and seven. Okay, that'd be three wins better in the SEC. Yeah, I'd say that's a considerable difference. Joining us now in Studio B is the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, straight out of hi, Canada. Hi, Greg. We're playing the Canadian National League. It's been a while.
4: Yeah, it's been good to hear. Always good to hear.
0: To see you and to hear you. You are the cool thing about Canada today.
4: Well, I appreciate you
1: saying
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. We've been discussing St. Mary's and Gonzaga, BYU's next two games, both at home against uh, the two traditional top dogs in the West Coast Conference. You get to guarantee one win. See, I, I'm going against the grain because of bad experiences I've had with St. Mary's as a as a fan, if you will. I, I can't handle being swept by St. Mary's at home. So my answer is, oh, I'll take St. Mary's. Gonzaga's so good, whatever. I'll take St. Mary's. Which which win are you guaranteeing?
4: Well, we've talked about this, boys. How I, I'm not in the. Prognostication or prediction business. I'm in the narration business, so I, I hesitate to, you know, guarantee anything. But I think I would say uh, the more likely win is the, the the team that's has a losing away neutral record this year. That's St. Mary's. They're three and five away from home right now. Uh, Gonzaga's Gonzaga, and they're 6-2, and two, and they're away neutrals, and their two losses are Tennessee and North Carolina, uh, both away from Spokane. Uh, I, I think St. Mary's is the more gettable team, but uh, again, it, it's a matter of degrees right now. What's, the, you know, what's the, uh, the the easier get? I guess you'd say marginally it's St. Mary's, just for that reason right there. Away from home, they've been a little susceptible. Yeah,
1: d- yeah. Dev- not, not ranked, good team, 34th in Ken Palm or whatever, but
4: tomorrow's a big game. BYU needs that win. Uh, how do you expect BYU to show up tomorrow? Well, seeing as most teams are going to lose to Gonzaga this year, if you get the St. Mary's game, you 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 give yourself a better chance of staying in the top tier. Historically, the top tier has been three teams, and you could argue this year that the, that it's still a three-team top tier because there is a gulf between the number three-ranked teams at USF and, and BYU. But I think this year it almost feels like the top tier is four, in part because the top four. Get buys to the weekend in Las Vegas, and so it's I, th- I th- a new th- format. Right, so I, th- I think if BYU can stay in their weekend opener situation, they'll be in a good spot. Uh, I think once you drop outside of the top four, uh, you've got some issues. But if BYU can, can defeat St. Mary's, uh, a good win, a hold serve at home win against one of the best teams in the league, I think you'd give yourself a better shot of staying in that top four scenario and opening your conference tournament play on the weekend as opposed to going on a Thursday, Friday.
1: Yeah, you make a good point. There's not a difference between three and four. But perhaps there is in perception of, ah, oh, BYU's never finished
4: outside the yeah, top three. Yeah, they, they, they've, never, they've, they've never been outside the top three. Uh, and, and so that would be a, a bit of a step back if they don't. There's there's a lot of time left. I mean, they could still be a top-three team. Again, right now the ratings show a gap between three and four uh, in the WCC. But I think if you keep yourself in that Saturday opener situation, you're, you're still uh, you know, among the top teams in the league.
0: Sure, but let it be known... Being the three over the four prevents a probable matchup with Gonzaga in the semifinals, giving yourself a better chance to get to the West Coast Conference Championship game.
4: Well, ultimately, everyone's got to go through Gonzaga at some point. And, uh, yeah, it's just a matter of when you get them.
0: Okay, statistically speaking, what is the biggest difference that you are seeing between BYU at home and BYU on the road?
4: Defensively, uh, you know, the, the saying is defense travels, but, but for BYU this year, it's really not been that way. The offensive numbers are very similar uh, between home and away games. Very minimal disparities between how BYU shoots and scores at home and shoots and scores on the road. But a big gap right now between BYU's defensive numbers, home and away. Now, let's just say off the top that BYU's faced more tougher teams away from home than at home. So their toughest games have come outside the Marriott Center and more of them. Uh, so the home numbers should look a little better. But there's a big gap in, in defense. Uh, it's a 23-point-per-game it's difference in terms of points allowed at home to points allowed on the road. It's a 10% difference in field goal percentage. It's an 8% difference in three-point percentage. It's an 8% difference in free-throw percentage. This is all defensively allowed. Uh, so when they leave home... Uh, not good things have been happening, and it's again the tougher teams have been played there. And BYU finds itself. And I think Dave references this a lot. Coach Rose, it's just it's a consistency thing. You're seeing these spurts of t- these these uh, these finite windows of time, especially in the away games where things kind of get away from BYU against USF. It was a 16 nothing run allowed in the first half it was a 12 to two run allowed in the second half and that was kind of your ball game and BYU's had these little uh, uh spans of time where things just kind of get rolling away and it becomes tough to get it back I think BYU's seen that happen more away from home than at home
1: yeah a seven minute span at San Francisco without scoring that would never happen at home um, at home like you said BYU has played uh, they've played Houston tremendous team uh, Saint Mary's now 34. Three Utah State's forty-one. To me, this is sort of comparable in that kind of rival top fifty team at home. Yeah, BYU took care
4: of business against that Utah State. Gettable team. game, gettable game, and and so and, and you know BYU's still a team. Uh, when when they put those fans in the lower bowl, you can still get a good vibe and a good buzz going, and BYU's felt it in their most recent home stand. You know BYU's still. A top twenty-five team in home attendance right now. Uh, they're second to Arizona in the West in number of fans per game. Uh, that building can still get loud and, and feel good, and I hope it does tomorrow night. BYU needs their fans. This is a, this is a game which the fans can help you beat this team, and I, I think they need everybody. Uh, it, you know who, who can afford to get down there to get in the building and help this team get a big win. Again, it, it's it's massive in terms of staying where you want to be in this in this league this year.
0: I posed a question on Twitter the other day that said, "Let's say, and we're going to make believe land here, hypothetical land." If UNLV doesn't hit a 28-foot three-pointer and BYU makes some free throws at Illinois State, they win those two games, they're 14 and 7 instead of 12 and 9. How much of a difference do you think that would make on the status and the rhetoric of this current BYU basketball team.
4: Yeah, those were the two games that got away, right? Those are the two games they expected to get because they had them. They had them in their control and could have been easily won. Yeah, you would have felt a lot different about the non-conference record coming in. It's a two-game swing, but it's a pretty big swing, and they're both away neutral wins. That helps it helps everything. Uh, it helps your team sheet uh, uh, enormously, just getting those two wins. And then there was the psychological impact of those losses, how they came when they came. That hurt BYU as well. So, yeah, bygones, but uh, those are two pretty big games that BYU did have you know, kind of in the bag, and somehow got popped, pulled out of the bag by the opposition. I uh, credit the opposition for plays made, but again, those were the two games. In which uh, you know teams really got loose from three, and teams shot much better than their number on free throws. And those two particular categories did BYU win on those? And it's nights. amazing
0: how delicate the game can be, and the lingering mental effect those yeah. games can have. Now
4: it's been a resilient team too. I mean BYU has bounced back this year, and uh, I, I expect that this next little stretch—three home games in, rather three in a row, and then four in five—gives BYU a chance to solidify top-tier status in the WCC. Yes, there is a gap right now between. Gonzaga, St. Mary's, USF, and the rest of the teams, and particularly four or five USD and, and and BYU. But where there's not a gap is in the breakthrough standings, and and currently, you know BYU's ahead of both St. Mary's and USF in that home away breakthrough category. Explain what that is. So home away breakthrough is simply where you get a, a point for an away win, uh, you get no points for a home win or an away loss, and you minus a point for a home loss. And BYU and Gonzaga are both plus two. St. Mary's and USF are both plus one right now. Uh, If you can stay in positive territory in the breakthrough standings, you put yourself in a pretty good spot. And so it's too early to say that BYU's fallen too far behind because they are uh, right with Gonzaga in terms of the plus minus at plus two.
0: Greg Rebel, the voice of the Cougars, with us on BYU Sports Nation. It's a 9 p.m. tip, 11 p.m. Eastern. You can catch Greg pregame coverage starting at 10 Eastern, 8 Mountain on BYU Radio. Is there a nap in store when you have that lit of a game?
4: No, you know, I'll probably just come in to work maybe a little later and then just stay longer. So, yeah, i probably, probably not going home tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> Okay. I might, I might have a little pregame pizza. And then I'll probably do my traditional uh, drive-through at Del Taco at like midnight. Is or that, yeah. that
1: that's what you do after? Is that I mean, is that the post-game meal? More often than not. So, yeah. So yeah. It used to be I have football. I don't know
4: what it is now. And then no, i Del Taco Taco. I fly basketball. solo after basketball. Yeah, it's Del Taco yeah. Mark basketball. Mark doesn't enjoy it. Come on, Mark. Let's
0: I go, love man. it. I hope it's a celebratory Del Taco meal. Me too.
4: If if they win, I'll go for a couple of caramel cheesecake bites. (laughs) You get the the macho burrito. Yeah, Yeah, you go crazy.
1: (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, Greg. You bet, guys. Coming up, gymnast Natasha Marsh joins us. How she manages majoring in accounting and competing in gymnastics.
0: And the most season-defining game on the 2019 BYU football schedule. Outside of Utah? Or should it just be Utah straight up? More from Voice of the Nation next. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: Get that gnome out of there. The top two scores in the West Coast Conference tangled tomorrow night as BYU men's hoops led by Yoli Childs host St. Mary's and Jordan Ford. Pre-game coverage, BYU Radio 10 Eastern Time.
0: Let's keep it rolling, BYU Sports Nation. Part two of your BYUSN headlines. The leading tackler for the Cougars of BYU football in 2018, linebacker Sione Takitaki. Added to the Senior Bowl South team roster, he begins practice today. Taki Taki recorded three tackles, including a tackle for loss. In last week's East-West Shrine game, stock continues to rise. Watch him in the Senior Bowl set for Saturday at 2.30 Eastern, 12.30 Mountain Live on NFL Network.
1: Cougar alumnus Andy Reid is the Sporting News NFL Coach of the Year as voted by his peers. In six seasons in Kansas City, Reid is 65-31 and 31 in the regular season. This is Reid's third such honor.
0: BYU hosting St. Mary's tomorrow in the Marriott Center. Men's basketball critical game. Pre-game coverage on BYU Radio starts at ten Eastern, eight Mountain, with Greg Rebell and Jason Shepard. Last night on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, the head coach reiterated that his team absolutely needs to find that home juju. But our offense execution, we
3: only scored sixty-two points in that game, and and uh, you know that that's uh, we we got a lot of good shots. Well, You'd consider open shots, but they're not the shots that we wanted. We're gonna have to be really disciplined and get the shots we want and 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 stay on attack the whole night, get to the free throw line, get them in foul trouble. I mean, do same things that have been pretty consistent for us at home that we've kind of, you know, we haven't been able to duplicate that on the road and hopefully we can get it done.
0: Coach Rose also said he expects the injured guard Jashir Hardnett to possibly return to action next week after another evaluation later this week.
1: And BYU men's track and field moves to ninth in the latest USTFCCCA poll. Both men and women's track and field have three athletes ranked in the top 30 in their respective events. Women's team moves up eight spots to number 42. All-American Andrea Stapleton Johnson, top-ranked high jumper in the country after breaking her personal record last week.
0: Let's go. And an update now on the BYU Sports Nation poll results. If you could only have one, who would you rather have? BYU men's hoops beat this season, Gonzaga or St. Mary's? Currently on Twitter, 71% say Gonzaga. 29% say St. Mary's. That's actually higher than I thought it would be. Moral victory. (laughs) I thought it would be closer to like 90-10, but I'm telling you, the disdain for St. Mary's among the BYU fan base is real because they know just as well as you do and I do that Gonzaga's ranked number four and, and the weight that it would carry nationally.
1: Well, actual it, victory. And, and it's not even, it's just a better win. It's
0: just a better win. Yeah. Zero argument there. Yeah. This deals with Let, just being annoyed.
1: Yeah. And let's be honest. BYU can beat St. Mary's. The chances of BYU beating Gonzaga are slim, but they were slim when BYU played in Spokane. What's funny is that BYU has beaten Gonzaga in this, they're in the top five era. Because when BYU beat Gonzaga but in the Typically Mary's
0: that's center, in Spokane. They
1: were either unranked or top, like 20-ish. For some reason at home, BYU, BYU almost got Gonzaga a couple times. They almost got uh, Gonzaga
0: in Spokane like last I said, year.
1: losers talk about almost. Winners talk about winning. Well, um, they, so they, yeah. let, let's see if BYU can't just do another crazy, just have another crazy day. This is a different kind of Gonzaga team, though. Like this Gonzaga, they're used to being top five now. They've gone to another level. Remember when BYU entered the league? BYU beat St. Mary's and De Vadova as a freshman in the South Padre Island Classic. Jimmer Knocked Gonzaga
0: out of the NCAA tournament. Just
1: crushes David Stockton and those guys and just whips them in Denver in the second round. BYU walked into the West Coast Conference like, oh, this is going to be awesome, man. Well, we didn't have Jimmer Fredette. It was a little hard. Okay, And BYU hasn't won the league yet. But as Dave Rose pointed out yesterday, has BYU beaten St. Mary's and Gonzaga in the same season? And if so, have they done it at home? The opportunity to do something unique is there for this team. Is it likely? No, but that's sports. That's why you play. So I'm excited about the next two home games. St. Mary's, Thursday, and then next Thursday, Gonzaga.
0: Yes, typically BYU has uh, taken the top five rhetoric and won that game in Spokane. So. It's
1: been a good thing. Oh. When Gonzaga's been in the top five. You say
0: winners talk about actual wins? Yeah. About three in a row actually won in Spokane against all three ranked Gonzaga teams twice yeah. in the top five. Once as BYU the BYU number one the last team. Two.
1: Yeah, so yes. three of the last five. Yeah. Yes,
0: Boe has a better record against Gonzaga in conference play than they do against St. Mary's. Really
1: odd, right? Um, this is, this really is plays odd. into why. Boe needs to beat St. Mary's. Here's lost There's six of cake. Take the cake? Yeah. Uh, six of the last seven, BYU's lost St. Mary's. So it's it's a game that BYU needs to win for a lot of reasons. Like, you don't need to win the Gonzaga game at home. You need to win the St. Mary's game. The
0: Insta story poll, 67% of you saying take Gonzaga, 33% St. Mary's.
1: <laughs> yeah, two-thirds. Bro.
0: A third of the hosts.
1: <laughs> you want to be in that category? I wish in the <laughs> scriptures oh, it would have said...
0: Oh, goodness. So
1: does that make Randy (laughs) Bennett? Who does that make? Listen, that number needs to change. Can we
0: please change that? Yeah, what does that make you? Wait a minute. (laughs) Let's change it. Let's change it. Uh, hashtag BYUSN. Uh, follow at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter and Instagram to participate in our poll. Our question of the day, what's the most season? 33% of the hosts. Defining possible game outside of the Utah opener on the 2019 BYU football schedule. At Tucky Muffalo says.
1: That's like the Frankie Ferrari of Twitter names.
0: I think beating USF could prove to be a very important win. Has BYU ever won a game in Florida? Ah, South Florida. Okay. I'm, I'm oh, seeing USF was I'm seeing San, San Francisco. Francisco. San Francisco. No, 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 no. Yeah. Again, this is a football question, so we need to get with the program. <laughs>
1: yeah, USF is not a nationally, national brand of, yeah, it's South Florida.
0: USF, as in South Florida, started yes, 7-0 yes. last year, was ranked 21st in the AP poll at one point, beat South Florida, and you entered the Boise State game with some momentum. It's
1: game six. It's at the Bucks Stadium, so NFL Stadium. Situations. Raymond James Stadium. That's right. Hopefully they fire the pirate The big ship, sombrero. Cannon or whatever. Yeah, yeah awesome. whatever. That, that I've said this before. The first four games everyone's talking about. Utah at Tennessee, USC, Washington. To me, the next four are actually more important because you need to win like three of those four, at least get a split. At Toledo, at South Florida, Boise State at home, at Utah Man, State.
0: Three of those four on the road, though. Woo.
1: So you go three you go three or four at home, three or four on the road. Yeah. And then you're going to win three in a row with Liberty, Idaho State, at UMass. And then you play at San Diego State, which is a swing game as well for me. Okay. They, they run the rock really well.
0: Hashtag BYUSN, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram.
1: Coming up, what goes through a gymnast's head while doing a routine on a balance beam?
0: Uh, we're about to find out specifically from Natasha Marsh, who is in Studio B. She's really good, people. You should pay attention to her and the rest of the BYU gymnastics team. They're also ranked 16th. Like I said, they're really good. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU
1: Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Friday at 1 Eastern, it's Kids Day for 16th-ranked BYU Gymnastics as the Cougars host Utah State in the Marriott Center. It's going to be packed and awesome. Watch it live on BYU TV and the app. Bring your earplugs, whether you're watching uh, at home or you're in prison. The
0: shrills are the real deal, people.
1: (laughs) It is real. It's awesome and terrible. It's the
0: best. (laughs) Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Speaking of 16th-ranked BYU gymnastics, we'll get right to our next guest, Natasha Marsh, who is a specialist in basically every event for Guard Young's BYU team. Natasha, welcome to Studio B. Welcome. (laughs) Okay, what's more nerve-wracking, being on live television, talking to uh, us two yahoos, or performing on the balance beam?
2: Probably this. Balance beam isn't, I don't know, it's not as nerve-wracking as you would think.
0: Okay, with thousands of people watching, how is that the case?
2: I don't know. I just feel really relaxed when I get on the beam. Like, I I feel more relaxed on the beam than when I'm taking a test or when I'm talking to most people, I guess, even. I don't know. It's just like I'm kind of in my element and doing what I love to do.
1: When did you realize, okay, I want to pursue gymnastics, but I want to compete in college? Like, you have to be real serious about it to do it.
2: Um, so I started gymnastics when I was a little bit older, like eight years old is technically old for gymnastics. A lot of girls start when they're like three, so toddlers. But I don't know. I think like the day I started, my coach came up to my mom and said like, she could do college gymnastics. Like she like definitely has the ability to do that. And my mom was kind of like terrified, I think, (laughs) thinking like, (laughs) are you stealing my child away? Like, I don't want her to be in a gym for the next Seventeen years. Which yeah,
1: this isn't China luck. Yeah, We're which yeah.
2: kind of ended up happening actually. <laughs> <But> <laughs> Was it worth it? Definitely worth it, and I think my mom would say the same thing. So,
0: how did BYU first come into the picture as far as pursuing a college gymnastics career?
2: How did BYU come in? So, I'm actually no, None of my family came to BYU. Like my parents, I guess my mom came to like a semester at BYU. My grandparents actually went to BYU, but besides that, all my sisters went to different universities, so it wasn't, like, really there until I got a little bit older, Um, and then I think I actually had, like, kind of a pretty bad back injury my sophomore year of high school, and so when I came back, BYU kind of started recruiting me my junior year, and that's when I, like, decided BYU was the place I wanted to be.
1: Hmm. Uh, Did that back injury uh, affect how you competed or question whether you wanted to continue with gymnastics?
2: Um, So it was like a year injury. Like I didn't do anything for like a year. And I mean, I think it just changed a lot of things about me. (laughs) I think before I got injured, I was a little bit cocky, not quite as humble. And so I think getting that back injury like made me more humble and made me want to work hard to be successful as successful as I could, and I think I accomplished that goal.
0: Natasha, from what I know about you, I can't imagine you anything close to being cocky. So selfishly, I kind of <laughs> want to see like that that, that version of Natasha Mars. No,
2: <laughs> probably a good thing that probably a reason that back injury happened. So
1: Let, let's explore that a little bit. So uh, when some people compete athletically, they're a different person. Yeah. Right. Do you feel like you're? A different person when you compete or are you the same person?
2: I think I'm the same person. I think I think most people could attest to that. Like I'm pretty calm, like just kinda go with the flow person. When I'm in a meet I don't like get super excited. Like I, I don't know, like it's hard for me to like even celebrate a lot, which is a big <laughs> part of gymnastics. Like it's something I really have to work on. And so I think I'm like I think I'm just kinda the same person.
0: Well, you just let your teammates do the celebrating, exactly, because there is the uh, group hug scenario yeah. very often in a gymnastics Smoth- yes, meet. Smothering
1: yeah, smothering. Awesome. Yes,
0: tell me, I'm awesome. I'm awesome. Celebrate yeah.
1: for me. Yeah, feel like you're at Cafe Rio. Smother. Yes, please smother. That. The kids will help with that Friday too. By the way. Yeah. Just the, the screaming. It's a fun situation, right? Yeah. No, but, it's do, it's way fun. I mean, uh, do you do you zone that out? Can you hear them? Do they make it a funner meet?
2: I think that's just like a lot of energy, which is like super mm. great. Like it's hard being in a place where it's, like, silent with, like, no one saying anything. So I think, like... that
1: Studio will be here for. Me.
2: <laughs> so I think, I think the kids, like, make it super fun. I, when I'm on the beam, I don't really, like, notice the screaming. It's just, like, so much noise that I can kind of block everything out.
0: I'm pretty sure you have, like, a 4.8 GPA as well, and uh, you're studying accounting. So um, how in the world do you manage to stay on top of your schoolwork uh, amidst such a taxing, grueling type of sport where there is so much training involved?
2: So I'm actually studying marketing. Oh, it's marketing. It's not accounting. <laughs> no, no, Change no, your <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's gotten changed. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Like, with my major, it's a lot of group projects. So I think just, like, communicating with the people in my groups has been, like, the biggest, like, challenge, and, like, just letting them know, like, from the start, like, hey, like, I'm going to be traveling every weekend this semester, so just kind of expect that. And I think also, like, I don't know, I've always just kind of considered gymnastics, like, my part-time job. Like, lots of kids have 20-hour jobs a week, so I've never really, like, considered myself, like, oh, I'm so much more busy than the typical student, because I think everyone is, has their own things going on, and I'm not, like, atypical to be Doing gymnastics twenty hours a week. So
1: we don't interview the other students, <laughs> uh, just the athletes. <laughs> so yes, it is a step above. Really, uh, you scored a nine-nine on the beam against Utah. What went into that performance for you?
2: Um, I think well, like we went not that meet like with a really clear plan, and like this whole preseason and coming up to the season, it's just been like we've mapped out what we're going to do. So everyone has like a specific map of their routine, like every skill. Every dance move, like, they have something they're saying to themselves. And I think that's just kind of what we all knew we were doing. Like, we got up, like, the first person went, like, Cheyenne started us off, like, super strong. Just, like, we know Cheyenne's going to do every time. And then Abby Miner went up and just killed it. She's been, like, working her butt off in the gym and did exactly what we all expected her to do. And then just from there, we just did our plan. Like, it wasn't any different than what we had been doing in practice.
0: What are you thinking about on the beam?
2: Um, I don't know. So like, obviously, I'm not really thinking about like, how to do my skills. Like, I, I feel like it's just muscle memory by now. Like, I don't have to think about what I'm doing. It's just more like words of confidence. And actually, at the Utah meet, um, they played a Michael Buble song. While I was going, which I like, like I love Michael (laughs) Bublé. We've
0: discussed this on (laughs) the air before.
2: And so I was like super excited when I got up on the beam. So I was like really calm and really excited. And I don't know, just happy that someone had turned on that song for me while I was going. So that was really fun. It was just like super fun getting to listen to that and do my beam routine.
0: A note to the in-house DJ, (laughs) Michael Bublé for (laughs) Natasha Marsh. We would love for you to sign our Sailor Koog flag if you don't mind. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to go and kill it. Yeah, good <laughs> luck, Friday. Against Utah State. Thank
1: you. One Eastern BOA TV in the app. Yeah, watch it.
0: Or go. Show up. Awesome.
1: Okay, coming up. Sione Taki Taki gets a big opportunity to raise his draft stock.
0: And the national volleyball media follow their leader, Jerem Jordan. What? Details. <laughs> they, they do. In the whip. They do next. not follow me. I he prom- is the leader. I promise you that. This is BYU Sports Nation.
1: But I did vote BYU three and a half. So.
0: Shout out to today's guests, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell, and BYU Gymnastics, Natasha Marsh. If you miss any of the show, download the podcast, go to BYUSN.com to watch full episodes.
1: Dennis Pitta, no time for you. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Around. Football Linebacker Taki Takitaki was added to the Senior Bowl roster, begins practice today. He was uh, overnighted, as one tweet said. It's like, is he an Amazon Prime package? (laughs) Takitaki recorded three tackles, one tackle for loss in the East-West Shrine game last week. Senior Bowl, Saturday, 2.30 Eastern on the NFL. It's going to cost
0: you an extra handling fee.
1: Cougars in the
0: NFL. NFL head coaches vote Andy Reid as the Sporting News NFL Coach of the Year. In his six years coaching the Chiefs, Reed has gone 65-31 and 31 in regular season play. Winning the title for the third time overall, Reed now has more sporting news awards than one Bill, Bill Belichick, Sean Payton, and Ron Rivera.
1: Men's basketball. But I'm sure he would take a Super Bowl instead Yep, of those. yep. BYU hosts St. Mary's tomorrow in the Marriott Center. Pre-game coverage on BYU Radio starts at 10 Eastern time. Last night, Dave Rose said he expects injured Jasheer Hardnett. Potentially turn next. return next Thursday against Gonzaga.
0: Track and field. BYU men's track and field jumps one spot to number nine in the new U.S. track and field USTFCCCAA national rankings. Both men's and women's track and field have three athletes ranked in the top 30 in each of their respective events. BYU women's team ups eight spots to number 42. All-American Andrea Stapleton Johnson leads the nation in the high jump. She broke her own personal record last week.
1: Volleyball! The off the block media poll ranks the BYU Cougars third behind Long Beach State and Hawaii. BYU's fourth in the ABC poll. I did vote BYU third.
0: They followed the leader, Jerem.
1: <laughs> not the leader.
0: You set the precedent. No, no one cares about me. <laughs> off no, the block. <laughs> I do care about off the block. <laughs> you set the
1: precedent, yes. I did. We don't share votes. I don't even know who else votes. Your vote's worth a little bit more. <laughs> no, it's not. It's worth the same exact
0: amount. <laughs> My, the BYU guy moved BYU up. Crazy. We're going to have to ask Vinny Low. UC Irvine
1: lost at number two to Stanford, <laughs> so I pulled uh, Irvine to four.
0: Okay. Okay. That's what happened. Yeah, reward the teams that win, right? Split with Stanford. Let's go. Let's BYU go. Play
1: Penn State and the Nuns of St. Francis. All right. You beat some Nuns. The Nuns. In Loretto, Pennsylvania.
0: <laughs> Let's update our BYU Sports Nation poll results. If you could only have one, would you rather beat... St. Mary's or Gonzaga, speaking of BYU men's basketball. Twitter has 74% of the vote going with Gonzaga, 26% St. Mary's. Insta Story has 68% Gonzaga, 32% St. Mary's. At least it's not exactly a third of the hosts. (laughs) Wow. Today's Rise and Shout. I have no idea, Jeremy. I need help on this one. Who deserves the Rise and Shout today?
1: Goes to the kids that are going to go to the meet.
0: Oh, good call. Good call.
1: Well, and some of it's probably against their will. It's just part of, you know. Hey, a, field excursion. trip to watch
0: a gymnastics meet? Yeah.
1: When I was in elementary school, I was
0: like. Awesome. I was like, get me out of here. Our elite voice of the day presented by Sundance Mountain Resort celebrating 50 years. Brett Hallgren on Facebook on the most defining game for BYU football outside of the Utah opener. Although a revenge win against the Washington Huskies would be nice, a home game win against a Pac-12 team doesn't carry as much weight as a win at Rocky Top, Mm. even if it is against a chronically underperforming SEC team.
1: Yeah, I I understand, but
0: don't agree. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to BOA Gymnastics. Go Cougs.